Hello, my name is Dawn again. <clears throat> and this is my second podcast. This is, uh, I'm kind of going to go by day by day on how I'm working through my issues and as I'm going through them, instead of telling you when I'm all great and doing better, how I did, came through it all, I think it'd be interesting to see how I do it while I'm in the pain at this time. And, um... I'm feeling pretty shitty today. And, uh, something about, I mentioned before in my last podcast, if you want to know more about my story, you can go back and hear more. But right now I'm dealing with, uh, when I lost everything from my divorce, I have made a lot of money had a lot of things and I lost absolutely everything not only did I lose that I lost his family my kids didn't even call me their dad died they went through hell on top of my hell um when I lost my job and everything it was really devastating because And then to find out I was sick because I lost my job. That's why I lost my job was really hard because when you find out you're dying, it's like, you can't believe it. You want to live so bad. I've seen the sickest people, like my mom, for instance, always wanting to die. But when the end came, she tried to live so long and she she hung in there for a while. She fought it, she got honest and told us the truth. And you know, we all have our own demons. There's something about dying though. Especially when you're left before that, you think, why couldn't he have waited? And I knew this was going to happen and I was going to die, you know, way before him. And um, to know it was with another girl, um, the coldness I received during this divorce. And even after he found out after I was afterwards, I was sick. He did not call. He did not care at all. And I just don't understand how we can lay with somebody and love somebody so much. And then one day just don't care if they live or die. But that's a, that goes on a lot. <clears throat> so I'm not the first one. I won't be the last. So I guess um, <clears throat> what I'm dealing with now is um, usually people have a lot of family somewhat or some family and I don't really I have three beautiful amazing sisters but they are homeless right now and not doing very good and there's no judgment there I love them they have their demons their battles it's a baffling thing out there it's going on so 
the evil is rising but it will never conquer and it is trying like hell though seriously think this is the end of the world that's why it's really hard for me to have the desire to really fight through for what I mean I don't know anymore I have lived with like I said in my last podcast a guy treated me very badly but uh it's a place to stay, which I would have rather slept out in the street. But he always made me feel like this isn't your house. And I knew that. This isn't, you know, every time you get mad, get, get the fuck out and all this and that. And not more than feeling like you're worthless because you can't work. Um... You barely have a drivable car, and that's all you got. All your friends are in different places, and I don't think I would even burden them with me if I was around. Because that's what I thought of myself. I no longer think of myself as a burden. Although, I know that living with my roommate... She is absolutely amazing. She's my best friend. I've known her since sixth grade. I think when people are dying, they they think people might understand a little bit how it might feel. I mean, I used to pretend that when I thought I was going to die, the doctor was going to tell me something really bad that... I was going in and they were going to tell me and oh my gosh, I used to cry because I was so worried and how am I going to tell my kids and oh my gosh, everything's going to be so sad. But it didn't happen because I worried about it. But I could put myself there actually thinking about it so much and I don't think that's really healthy but I think that's where empathy comes in where I can actually feel someone's pain. Uh, So I wish people could, for one second, take a look at, I mean, I, I don't want people to feel sorry for me, but don't be so hard on me either. Um, I came a long ways and did a lot of things I did not want to do just to try to get here better. I get out and I get in quarantine. And everybody's like, you can't go, you can't go. You're the compromised one. And you still can't go. Well, I've been alone. And even before when I had, you know, I was unhappy with him. Yeah, it was miserable a lot of times, but I had company sometimes and someone to hold me once in a while. I really miss that. I really miss feeling like I had something on my own that no one could yell at me for. Always doing something wrong. People don't understand that. It's not that I'm 
lazy, sleepy, you know, just don't want to really do much. It's, it's hard. Because if I get organized, then I get in a hurry. I get anxiety and I have to pull things out. I don't know where anything is. I get confused. People do not know what it's like to breathe in my lungs. Thing is, is that I act like it's not as bad as it is sometimes. And sometimes I just, getting dressed, I sweat so bad. I feel so gross afterwards, I don't even want to go. It's hard. It's like breathing through a little straw. And then I can't get all that air out. So trying to get it out in little bits and just feeling like I'm gonna suffocate half the time. More than half the time is really heart-wrenching. You think people are gonna be there for you, they're not. They get sick of your new wine. They think you're always feeling sorry for yourself. Well, you know what? If you didn't have you know, some people don't have parents anymore. Some people don't have anything that was left to them. And I'm not trying to make people feel bad that do. That's great on you. But it's really hard to live someone, with someone that has and someone that don't have anything. So when that place isn't like theirs too, they tend to feel like a burden, like, I'm kind of like trash because I'm like, I'm living here at your disposal. Like, you get mad and I hear you, my roommate talked to her kids after getting in trouble, sneaking out and saying, hi baby, get up. But then she'll curse me for, cause I said one little thing about, I didn't have nobody here. And she says, yes, you did. Karina told me, don't lie. And to me, forgive me for saying that name. But for me, um, that really hurt deep because uh, it felt like she, they were talking about it. It took focus off her. It put focus on me. And and then to throw it in my face later on. Not told me about it before. When the real question should have been, why did you were you there at 2.30 in the morning? You weren't supposed to be sneaking out. So I feel like my friend has taken the child role, but she would never talk to her kids the way she talked to me. So she's taking her anger out on me and disciplining me as if I'm a child. But I don't get the same kind of rules as her children, which is really degrading to me. It's hard enough not having my own room because if I had my own room I wouldn't ever be out here they'd never see me 
And now I'm faced with the fact that I gotta go. I can't do this anymore. And uh, she said to me last night, you know you could go to one of those places like my grandma lived. They played bingo and all that and had games. It looked really fun. They're always doing stuff. You should go there. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, I might as well just die then. She goes, no, no, it's not like that. And Yes, yes, it is like that. It's hard enough thinking that I can't have a relationship. I can't really depend on like starting anything long term. Um, I could start things. I don't know how far I'll get it. The sickness makes me feel ugly. Makes me feel weak, incapable, handicapped, different. People gotta wait on me. And I'm a party pooper sometimes. People look at you weird when you walk in a room if you don't look good. Start talking about you. No, you need to stay in bed. And everybody's out partying. Out in the yard or out in the wherever. It's a pretty lonely life, dying. Mm, people avoid you like the plague. And I can't say I didn't do it to my own loved ones. I was there, but it was not easy. And I did run, you know, go leave, try to escape from it a couple times and ended up coming back feeling guilty. It's not a not fun. It's exhausting. It's a hard choice. Do you want to remember that person as they were? Or do you want to seem like a baby? And it gets agitating. People get mad because they can't tell you what they want at the end. Just making sounds and pointing with their hands. They got to wet their pants, their bed. You got to change them. You have to change your father or, you know, it's, it's different. It's, but you don't look at it like that's like love. You don't even notice that. But I never knew How my mom felt when she said she was gonna die and why she wanted to live so bad. I just I 
I need people in my life. I need I need to feel needed. But if I start feeling like a burden, that's when I start my escape. So had a couple more losses recently and uh, trying to acceptance on it. I cried all day today. It's just that I really honestly I'm not positive right now. I want to say fuck it. I want to say I'm done trying. I could easily quit taking my medicine or whatever. It's just honestly no big deal to me anymore to live. Every time I try harder, it's like I have to deal with something on my own to try harder to deal with it to make it go away and then I feel like I'm almost kissing ass and and then uh, people who don't see me as trying to like do things with love I don't know if they think I'm actually would ever be try to hurt somebody I don't would never hurt these people that I love never Everything I do is out of love. And there always was. I got mad sometimes, but I try so hard to walk in God's image right now. Because I really want to be, I want to see my miracle. It's just so hard getting there. I've gone and gone and gone and gone and gone. And I just got to quit moving house to house. So, for now, I'm not leaving on a real positive note. I'm leaving with, um, tell you right now, I'm going to probably look for some places to live. I'm not going to give up. But I'm very depressed. And I think it's good that I'm doing this podcast as I am going through my journey and finding myself because uh, it's important to know that how I feel at this very moment is just pure depression. I just want to stare out in space and not move, not say anything and not (laughs) just nothing seems worth trying for right now. Not when you're all alone. The loneliness is killing me. This loneliness and quarantine and then loneliness of not having a mate anymore. The loneliness of losing friends I thought I had. The loneliness of not having security, safety, to where I feel like I'm unwanted. 
over and over and over again. It's unbearable. I ask God to walk with me through this. Help me hang on another day. Forgive me for all my sins and just tell me it's gonna be okay. So if you're um, struggling out there, the doctor told you you're gonna die, you accept it. And try not to live in the land of the dying, the dead. Try to fight because you just might improve. Um, find your faith. That was a really big one for me. My main fear of dying was where am I going to go? Is he real? I believe in God, Jesus Christ, and I know he is real, and that is my faith. And I guess that's why it might be very easy for me just to say, I want to go home. I'll fall a little short of my miracle, but I was almost there. feel bad after I'm dead so I want you all to know if you hear this afterwards or whatever that don't blame yourselves yeah I threw my little fits and all that but I know how I am I know I'm exhausting and I know I'm wonderful <laughs> All I wish is for you guys to have happiness and peace. And if you hear me discussing my pain at all after I'm gone and these things, I want you to know that's in me. It's things in me I need to resolve and get through. And I put a lot on you guys. It was a lot for you to take seeing me like this. And I apologize. My one gift to you, though, in a lesson is to don't talk bad about each other. It shows integrity when we talk bad about each other. It shows no integrity, I mean. It shows people... I judge people by how they talk about others when they come up to me. And if someone's always talking about someone, they're going to talk about you. And when you live with people, it's kind of embarrassing when people go and talk about your home life with other people that don't, you don't really want knowing your business. So it can make people feel pretty shitty when we're always talking behind their back. 
Also, problems don't get resolved if you're talking behind someone's back. They will never know what they're doing. And they won't know what's bothering you until you tell them. So, you know, keep your boundaries so you don't have to talk about them. Because if you have boundaries, you're going to set them and they're not going to, you won't let no one cross them. So you really don't have anything bad to say about anybody if you do that. And, you know, whenever you think you don't have time, make time. And call your brother, and call your sister, and call your other sister, and call everyone you can think of. And, um, yeah, but I, I have a lot of regret from my past and my loved ones and I wish I regret a lot you know I didn't answer a phone one day and my grandpa laid there for three days no one could get a hold of him and he was still alive and unconscious so you know those kind of things you know like from that I learned next time someone calls and you're right there Take the call, just because it might be their last. Just say hi, goodbye. I'm serious, just a quick, you know. And um, it'll make the world a difference in your life. And I love my kids, Ooh, they're awesome. But I don't really want them seeing me like all this way. And I'm actually, I'm okay. I miss them so badly because I love them with all my heart. But my daughter is away in South Dakota. And I was always away too. Yeah, for my family and stuff. And you know, that's just part of what we do when we grow up. Fly from my mother's nest and so my son has done too. He's a little stubborn. I know what he's going through. He's trying to protect himself from me because he's so badly hurt from the loss of his father. And I think I've... I owe some huge amends to my kids. Especially when I was with my ex-husband, there's, gosh, some things we do for a man that we cross, let him cross boundaries, and don't ever do that. If you don't agree with something, don't do it. Do not. Especially when it involves, you know, your kids or something, because you just, that's a guilt you gotta live with. So... I ask you kids to be very strong. And if I sound weak now, I'm not. I fought through more than you'll know. This is been a whole battle, this whole many, many years. I fought very hard and I never gave up. 
I feel like it now. We'll see what happens. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening.